right, we got Anthony from Hoboken on the line. Anthony, you're on the fan. What do you want to talk about today? Hey, Mike. First time, long time. Just want to say you're a legend. Um, just had a question. Those beers over there in, in Dublin, them Guinnesses, are they worth it? I'll hang up and listen. Well, Anthony, stupid questions get stupid answers. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going, Matt? How are we doing? We're doing great. There's a surprising development in my life going on at the moment, and I feel it has to be addressed. Let's hear it. I have a mustache. Ah. Got rid of the beard for the mustache. No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking fly in this mustache right now. To, to myself or any other man listening to this, in years down the line, I don't care how old I am, go to the mustache again. It's worth it. All right, Rip all it. Right. What you been doing this past couple of days? Um, Since the last time we recorded anything fun? I mean, we did go to Flanders Fields, but that's for another day. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. It was but time. today we're going to talk about Dublin. Dublin. As you could tell from the intro. Talk about Mike. Mike and the fan. Mike and the mad dog. No, no. Uh, we're going to talk about Dublin today. We went with a bunch of cool people, a bunch of people from uh, Chicago, University of Illinois, Loyola, a couple of Notre Damers. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. So, Matt, you want to take it away? Yep. So, I left on Thursday morning. And I rolled in to Dublin. I had everybody else to hang out with my friends, Alec and Pat. Shout out to them for hosting me. Um, they go to University College Dublin through Notre Dame. So there's three colleges in Dublin that Notre Dame works with. Um, this one was the most like, like actual college campus, a little farther out of the way, out of Dublin. But with the bus, the leap, the leap bus there was no big deal. Um, so I, Pat had to go to Greece. So I hung around Alec uh, most of the weekend, which was a great time. And then you guys all rolled in on Friday. And then we ended up getting out of there nice and early Monday morning. I think the past two travel two trips we've done early Monday morning exits. And it's uh, it's not ideal, but it's a challenge for sure. It's what it is. So um, overall, what was your Dublin experience like, Ryan? I had a really, really good time. I think the, the people were way friendlier than I expected. Everybody was extremely friendly. Like if you bumped into somebody or opened the door for somebody, it wouldn't be like a thanks or, you know, I'm walking here. It would just be like, they would say sentences to you that were like, oh, no worries. Or I don't know. I got a guy in a bar, a pub came out to me and said, I looked like Dan Bigger, who is, I guess, this like Welsh rugby player. Look him up, Dan B-I-G-G-A-R. And they would just have like a 10 minute conversation with us. Just never talk to him ever again. But it was great. Yeah, we. I mean, we didn't have a tremendous amount of things to do, but the hospitality was very, very enjoyable. Yeah, I think Dublin, very much an approachable city. Uh, it's a big city, but it's nothing too daunting. It's a very friendly, welcoming environment. Uh, and the pub lifestyle is... I mean, we spent all day, I guess Saturday, pretty much in a pub, which was just tremendous amounts of fun. I guess we'll just dive right in with... We did, of course, did the Guinness Factory tour. In terms of the tour itself, the tour was pretty neat. You went up probably like seven floors, made your way all the way to the top, and there's like a 360-degree view of Dublin, which was pretty neat. Uh, they kind of walked you through the brewing process and showed you the old machines and old barrels and everything. There was a room, a tasting room, which, I don't know, I think from the outside it may look like just drink the beer, but there's definitely a particular way to drink Guinness that once they told us that, I mean, I've already been a fan of Guinness, but I was, I was like, oh, okay, this all makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan of Guinness before going to the Guinness factory, but 
once you kind of understand the process of it all and uh, get to smell the certain aromas and then they actually teach you how to drink a guinness yeah so to give a quick recap when you drink wine you're not supposed to gulp you're supposed to sip guinness is the opposite so when you drink guinness you're not supposed to drink the foam the like the foam the head that's for texture the nitrogen all that is only for texture it's not really for taste that's why and that's all very like bitter and not great tasting so you're supposed to take uh, gulps and your first gulp should really get below the harp or cut the G in half on the on the glass on the, the glass. Guinness glass. So um, and once you know that, you kind of keep the head all the way to the bottom, and it's delicious. I mean, I've had Guinnesses all over the place, out of cans, out of bottles, you know, drafts in the U.S., drafts in other countries, but actually getting it in the Guinness factory in Dublin. Because as much as you're supposed to drink it correctly, you're supposed to pour it correctly, which they didn't have enough space to do to for us to get in the, the place where you learn how to pour. But I've seen on bar rescue. It's so on. It's on YouTube. It's you like fill it up at 45 degree angles until it gets like the bottom of the harp, and then you slowly turn up to the top of the harp. You let it set, and then you push the tap the uh, instead of pulling it towards you, you push it the other way, which I don't know exactly what that does to fill it up to the top, and then you like let it kind of do its thing yeah it was it was nice i learning all this stuff like it actually makes sense and the taste was way better wait when i went to gulp what i would do is like fill my entire mouth full of guinness and then swallow so mm. you can kind of see the you're supposed to have a ring of the foam or the head of the drink going down so you can tell how many times you drank or gulped mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting to see um drank a lot of guinness in those in those two days i mean i i did drink more of that than water uh yeah i did too but i mean it was delicious so we had a number of pubs here on our list i went to toner's pub with alec which they've been going there like all semester and didn't know there was a basement because all these irish pubs like the one we described in london they just keep going and going and going and there's inside outside upstairs downstairs side cubbies side bars um and all they're, they're all extremely friendly it's not like intimidating like some bars in the U.S. where it's like, am I going to get thrown out for just existing? So Toner's was great. And then we went to O'Donohue's because of our friend Kaylee O'Donohue. It's just Kaylee Donahue, but... It was O'Donohue's, so we had to go there for her. That was really fun. We started on the inside, and then we moved outside to this like uh, patio area, but it was raining, so it was nice and covered, and there was had heat. Uh, what would you call those? Like heat fans? Just like heaters? Yeah, heaters coming from the ceiling. So we sat there, ordered multiple multiple rounds had a uh guy singing yeah the, folk, like the, the artists group. on like the street i guess maybe not the streets but the streets and in the bars they weren't they didn't give the vibe of like oh i'm trying to make it big and be discovered they just seemed like just old dudes who liked playing the fiddle and like playing music and just enjoyed it and that's just what they did um so that was tr- that was tremendous we went to temple bar which is like more of the touristy areas what i was told by alec later on that weekend and the live music like, there was, was really live good. music was this wasn't just like people just playing this was like a band and it was it was tremendous yeah it was really good i i've been told when, whenever anyone goes to dublin they go to this exact temple bar because the region is called temple bar too right mm-hmm. but yeah we went to the temple bar which is very cool i mean they obviously it was more expensive because it was more of a quote-unquote tourist trap but just standing there for a while, listening to the the people play music was very enjoyable. Mm, what was the singing along and stuff? What was the big place we went to? Could we not figure out the name of that one? Uh, I do not remember. We went, Alex sent us to another place, 
and we made it, met up with him there. That was just huge for Notre Dame people. I guess think noofs, but like it well, it didn't have a noofs atmosphere, but it was like the size of noofs upstairs, downstairs times like three. It was just huge. I just kept going and going. We saw a girl get kicked out because she tried to jump over this fence, which was kind of funny. She jumped up. She she made it over. And she then did. They yeah, sh- she. I wouldn't. Yeah, she didn't try to. She did. But the the security guard swooped in out of nowhere, like Vulcan grabbed her on the shoulder and ripped her out of there. Yeah, snatched. I think she up. must have. She must have got kicked out before and like try to make it back in. That's yeah, what it yeah, seemed yeah. like. So, in terms of Dublin itself, did you were there any things walking around that you really enjoyed looking at, or? Well, just the idea of the greenery as we were going throughout the city was really enjoyable. Uh, we made it out to Houth, Houth, Houth later on, which we can talk about in a little bit. But inside of Dublin, I mean, it was raining a decent amount of the time we were there, but it didn't feel like dreary. I don't know. It mm-hmm. had some cheer to it. And then all the buildings were very nice and pleasant. For the the for transportation it, yeah. was really effective, which I didn't really know or expect because we got on the bus to get all the way out to Alex's place and then bus back into the city and then like a train once or twice. So all that was, was, uh, it went well, mm-hmm. I, I guess you would say it went well. Yeah. So I guess on Thursday, so before you guys got there, when on Thursday, the weather was really nice. Alec and I walked around, we walked over the harp bridge, which is you know, the national symbol of Ireland is a harp, not a shamrock. So the bridge is shaped like a harp. We walked to Trinity College, which is another one of the colleges that Notre Dame students go to. There, it's more like right in the center of the city, and the grass was like the deepest. Like it was like a forest green level green. It was tremendous. We went down to this place called the Silicon Docks. It's basically like Google, Indeed, Accenture, Salesforce, all those like Silicon Valley companies. They have offices in Dublin, which are by the docks. We walked all the way down there, which was pretty neat. Overall, just we walked to Allianz, like the the new football stadium they have there. Was it Allianz? No. I don't remember what it was called, but, but that's where Notre Dame is playing. Right? Notre Dame is playing there this summer. Yes, is that so. the first? That's the first game of the year. Yes, yes. Playing Navy. Navy uh, at wow. Yeah. So that's if you nice. have the chance to get tickets and go to Dublin for that, I would highly recommend. Because uh, I, I overall, I think of all the cities we've been to, I had been thinking that Munich was the number one that I could live there, and then Dublin just surpassed it i think if i had ended up in dublin study abroad instead of belgium i would have been 100 percent fine with it because i absolutely loved it there it was so nice it was just very approachable city if i wasn't going into medicine i could definitely see myself living there even though they have a great medical school there apparently but i'm not doing med school outside the u.s i also was able to check out the notre dame global, global gateway which is their like the notre dame headquarters there where they have some classes and that was really neat and I met this nice old, this nice director of the program, Kevin, I believe his name was, this old Irish guy. And he was just like the friendliest dude I've ever met. He was like telling me how proud of me he was and everything. I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Overall, just walking around Dublin, I understand why a lot of Notre Dame kids go there. And I think if you're a Notre Dame kid listening to this, I wouldn't be afraid of going to Dublin because I know from some people I heard, oh, Dublin's so gray and rainy. I mean, I mean, granted, I was there for a weekend. But for being a gray and rainy place, the people there are so friendly and kind. Or Belgium, a lot of times, today was a beautiful day, but it can be gray and rainy, and people here don't have that jolly, genuine, genuine like happiness. It seems that the Dublin people from Dublin do. So, yeah, the people here seem a little bit more indifferent about things, while the people in Ireland were willing and able to help at yeah. all costs, kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm. 
And they all just kind of seem like they're having a good time. I mean, I mean, granted, there's a lot of beer drinking there, but... Yeah, no, nah, but outside of that, and also we are in the, the main city of the country, so mm-hmm. we don't know Ireland entirely, but the people of Dublin, they were just really happy. Yeah, so one thing I want to pivot off of that. So we are in Leuven this weekend, and it was definitely nice for us to just be here for a weekend, kind of chillax, not be traveling, not be on the road. And I know Alec expressed that to me because a lot of his friends went away from the weekend. Uh, but I think another like Notre Dame aspect to it all their trips within ireland i was being told by everybody were so like so cool like galway going up north going to northern ireland around the coast of ireland they just said it was just tremendous like all their trips that they had were fantastic where i mean the trips we've been through on through like our school and like for you loyola me just my classes to bruges have been cool and all but i don't know if they're as immersive as the dublin ones well ours are Arts are more city-based, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely city-based. Those sound more nature-based, which mm-hmm. there's a nice mix. I think being in Dublin and seeing more of the coastline and actually seeing the ocean for the first time since going over over the ocean on a plane was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of the coast, we did. We hopped on a dart train. It took us a half an hour, I want to say, to get it to Hoth, I believe it's t- pronounced. Alec is probably like punching the air because I'm pronouncing it wrong, but... For only a half an hour and cost probably like four euros to get out there. This was a must do if you go to Dublin. The cliffs were spectacular. Just seeing the Irish Sea was spectacular. We stopped and got food after we we didn't do the whole five kilometer or five mile hike or whatever it was. We kind of rounded the bend of the little peninsula and saw out that way. We didn't complete it, but then we got food there. I got like a, a Guinness beef pie. People got corned beef. What did you, you got, I got a chicken sandwich. Oh yeah. Not very Irish, but yeah, it was, it was really good actually. Yeah. The hospitality was great too. In yeah. comparison to other places. They were like, Oh, it might be a little tight squeeze. And cause we had what, 10 of us. Yeah. It was 10 of us, but then the they table it, fit perfectly. It, it was like, you could have 20 people at it. So we also walked out on the pier and saw the light lighthouse there, which was nice because we had gotten out there a half an hour earlier than the rest of the crew. So just for me and you just sitting by the ocean, it was cool. Yeah, it was nice. You could really see the weather changing in the distance. Like we would just see a huge rain cloud coming up, and uh, it was it was nice. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I feel bad for um, Tom Flood. We gotta find him. Oh yeah, that was sad. There was a bunch of just missing signs for this guy, Tom Flood. So Tom Flood, if you're listening to the podcast, I hope they're they're looking for you. I hope he gets found. Yeah, come home, Tom Flood. It was it was yeah. sad. It was sad, but back yeah. back on a lighter note, it was it was really enjoyable going out to Hoth. Everyone was, again, in a cheery mood. The weather was really nice. The views were some things I've never really even thought of seeing before. These major, massive cliffs. There's a lot of places where we were walking. It was fine. But we would kind of get closer and closer to the edge. And I mean, I'm not afraid of heights, but it was definitely like you trip to the left instant death kind of thing. We didn't get too close, but mm-hmm. in certain spots it was. So um, definitely be mindful. I mean, I don't, I don't think if you're not fleet of foot, you might not be able to go see the views that we got to see, but... It wasn't too difficult. Yeah. Uh, in terms of food, I'd have to say the number one food place for me was this place called Mom's Chicken, which was near the Notre Dame Global Gateway. I believe it's in like Maher, Maher's Pub. Uh, if you look at like Mom's Chicken on Google, it doesn't always come up because it's in like the basement of this pub. But apparently they do like catering for the Notre Dame kids after the certain classes they have at the gateway. And whenever the food isn't good, 
which I've been told in the past has been like last year the food was atrocious. They would just go to this place, Mom's Chicken, and isn't it just Mom Chicken? Not oh, mom's. sorry, sorry, it is Mom Chicken. No, mom, I, I don't. No, I'm pretty sure it's just Mom Chicken. Oh yeah, okay. But uh, think of a raisin canes, but like ten times better. It was really, really good. I've never, I haven't had raisin canes yet because they put one in Baltimore as soon as I left. But Mom Chicken was great. Just the secret fried chicken. It was the, the type, mom sauce yeah. was honey mustard. Let's be honest. Uh, it may have had something else mixed in there. I think it was just honey mustard. But the the chicken was fantastic. The fries were really good. They were the thinnest waffle fries I've ever had in my life. Which it was, is a good experience. It was a yeah. It was a different style. It almost tasted like I don't want to say like a soft chip because it wasn't that, but it, it was closer to like a soft crisp chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool. Uh, and then I got a milkshake for the first time in a very long time. Which was nice. They it was good. They allowed me. Well, when you walk up, they're like, have these meal deals. So I got the five piece chicken with fries, bread. Oh, sauce. they have Texas toast. Yeah, sorry, nice. Texas toast, and then a drink. But when you're walking up and you're ordering over, uh, a bunch of beers, it's like yeah, is the, the drink tap, is, the tap it, is like the tap, all the taps yeah. are right in front of you. Is so it you think you can get? You think you can get a hard beer, like you know, hard alcohol, or yeah, a hard drink. There you go, yeah. a hard drink, but. He's like, nah, I can switch it to a milkshake though. And I got the milkshake. It was really good. That's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, but going back to the Canes comparison, Raising Canes, it's like you show, you up, you pretty much, they like four things on the menu. You either get this box, that box, or the other box. And this was just the same way. You got three piece, five piece. I know some people got like veggie burgers, which also seemed pretty good. I'm not a huge veggie burger guy, but we all, another other thing of food back on, the UCD campus, they have like a centrum. I think they have them all over the city, but we went there and we got chicken. Alec comes saying chicken fillet sandwich, and I like didn't really know what he was saying. It's like a chicken fillet sandwich. I thought he was saying chicken fill up. Yeah, like I you're couldn't really tell. up on the chicken, but it was just like a a chicken cutlet sandwich, but I don't know, more like just like a chicken tender on a sandwich. Anyway, it was really good. It kind of had the Wawa feel. It was a, definitely a Wawa, which like nice. their version of a Wawa is mm-hmm. what I would say. It was nice to be back on what seemed like a college campus. Yeah, when I was making my way, so when I went to the airport and got to Dublin, it wasn't with you because you were already there. Because uh, us Loyola people, we had to go to the EU museum in uh, Brussels before on on that Friday. So you got there Thursday. We had to do that on Friday, and then we got there Friday night, mm-hmm. which which meant I had to walk alone because they all had like their own place they were going, and I was going with you. So walking on that campus at night was really enjoyable. Because it just felt like I was at college again mm-hmm. for the first time in a while. Because Lubin's really nice, but it's just a city with college classes in it. It's not mm-hmm. its own campus with its own entryway and sports fields and all that stuff. So when I was like partially lost, my phone was like on 2% looking for you. I I didn't feel too too desperate because it was just, I was next to like the math building, you know. So it was mm-hmm. it was nice to have that feeling again. Yeah, and it was definitely nice to see some some old friends. Uh, Alec and I, I have been friends for a little while. We lived next to each other sophomore year, and that was like my introduction to him. And we've always been like friends, but I don't think we'd ever really hung out as much, ju- like just me and him for an extended period. So I definitely think we became like much better friends, and I was very thankful for his hospitality. I mean, I slept in our friend Pat's like bed and room and so that was also very nice and i got to see pat a little bit but hanging around with alec was definitely nice and it was just good to be reminded of the notre dame people and i do have to say i wish leuven had that like gateway 
building that they had, which was just kind of a nice home base where they could go back and if they had any problems with their housing or their classes or transfer credits to Notre Dame, they had the people on site to help them. Yeah, well, you're the guinea pig here, so. Yeah, I know, but I just It, it would be nice for you. It would be nice. We have been talking about it like just as we go, that if your building got bought over by Notre Dame, how cool it would be. If Notre Dame, if, hey, Notre Dame, if you're listening out there, if you bought, if they bought the American College, which is the complex that I'm in, not even, you, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you could buy it or just buy like two floors of it and just put 20 Notre Dame kids in Belgium. It would be, it would sell out. It would be one of the best programs. If any, if they could possibly tweak it so we could do some Notre Dame professors teaching classes here and then take those starting in January and ending in May like we usually do. And then maybe you have a, I don't know, some agreement with KU Leuven where we take our finals back at Notre Dame or take them online over the summer. Because a couple of our friends from the University of Illinois, they have an agreement, their university with KU Leuven, they can take their finals back at home so they can have internships over the summer. And uh, granted, they have to like go into Chicago and take it with like a online, but with a proctor from KU Leuven. But um, I don't know Notre Dame. You, Notre Dame you can figure it out. You, you, they can figure it out. We got enough money, enough resources that if you wanted to add this, you've got three of the Infinity Stones. You've got Dublin. You've got London. You've got Rome. Just add a little Central Europe on there. Another gateway, and uh, yeah, that would be really cool. I mean. For you, it's really nice because you have me and Loyola people, but if it was just you and Veronica, it would be a, such a different experience. Yeah. I mean, we just got into contact with the Notre Dame Club of Belgium. I don't really know how in-depth that is. Uh, they reached out to us, saw like a Facebook post, and we're like, we didn't even know you were in Belgium. And we are like, oh, I wish you did, but now we're in touch. Uh, so we're going to probably get dinner with them soon. But yeah, it's been very, very nice to have you and the Loyola kids to become a friend. I mean, Peter, your roommate just gave me a haircut like an hour before the podcast. Looks so good. I Looks good. Got a haircut. I got my mustache going. I'm a, I'm a new man. New man. You're a new man. Um, what, what else can we talk about Dublin? We got a little sidetracked. Uh, I mean, we didn't mention the Guinness factory. We did do the whole, get your Guinness printed. Oh yeah, we got the selfie the Guinness. What was it called? Guinness. What was it called? Uh, I, I had some goofy name to it, but... You, they put your face on top of the, uh, the Guinness phone. Yeah, take a picture yeah, of really you. Cool. And like, like back and forth. And then the thing with, with, it's good because it doesn't go right away when you start drinking it because you're not supposed to drink it. Yeah, now phone. that you know how to drink it, you can go farther and farther. You and your, your face, face kind of gets goes, like warped a little bit more and more mm-hmm, as it gets mm-hmm, As the glass, the glass gets narrower, yeah. And it was also pretty neat to have just like the Notre Dame merch amongst all the Guinness merch. Because I mean, Notre Dame, is, the, sorry, the Notre Dame Alumni Association, not the university is associated with the Guinness brand. So they have a lot of Notre Dame Guinness merch. I got Ryan the toucan with, he's like wearing a football helmet and has a Guinness for his Christmas, right? And so I got myself like a rugby, with like long sleeve shirt with the Guinness harp and the Notre Dame logo on it. It was just cool to be in Dublin and see your school be the only school represented. I did take a couple digs at the Loyola and Illinois kids. Be like, yo, where's the Illinois Guinness merch? Where's the Loyola Guinness merch? But uh, the lab, that whole merchandise section has to make so much money. It's tremendous. Yeah. They make you they make you go on a tour, they give you booze you up, booze you up, and then you exit from there right into it. 
and all the stuff is very nice. I mean, I almost bought something, but I didn't necessarily need it. But and then they ended up giving you a free bag with the with yeah, the my t- with a toucan on it. Yeah, that, it was really cool. Everything about that place was really cool. Yeah, so. I did like in the, in the Guinness Museum. Sorry, uh, I guess I guess it's kind of a museum factory tour. Uh, they had a whole section on their advertising campaigns, which were really cool. Uh, I guess they had one back in the day about. I don't know what the saying is, but there's like a fish riding a bicycle and they have like the animatronic fish riding a bicycle, which is cool. A bunch of toucans and just, it was, it was cool to see their, uh, the evolution of the evolution of it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. The toucan is so cool. Yeah. The well, you ne- cool. You'll never know what one or two can do. Yeah. There you go. There we go. What else? Du- yeah. Overall, I've just, I love Dublin. I'm just a huge fan. Yeah, pro Dublin for sure. I will say the Dublin airport was one of the only negatives of the trip. I mean, I didn't even... I mean, we drank so much that first day. And the next day, I woke up fine. Yeah, I wasn't hungover either. So, another pro. Another W. Mm. Another X in the wind column for Dublin. But the airport was... It it almost collapsed the trip. Yeah, I will say before we get on to the airport, which was... I have it written on my document, H-E-L-L, all caps... Uh, underneath the airport slide veronica did get id'd at the guinness tour they're like we're only gonna id you if we like think you're below 18 or whatever yeah and she was the only one and it was funny we all made fun we didn't make fun of her but it was it was we we all chuckled but yeah the airport i don't uh, it's just a huge airport with not the greatest I, i didn't think the layout was bad but i think it's only really one security point and it was a vast security point, but a lot of people, and we were early in the morning where it was all the early flights. We weren't that early where it was like, oh, you have, you're the only flight. It was like, this is the wave of all the early Ryanair and Aer Lingus flights. So security, I think their machines are just extremely sensitive because they stopped my bin with just my laptop, headphones, phone, and passport. And they like, the guy was really nice. He's like, I just got to swab it down, whatever. I was like, yeah, I consent to that. And I just moved on my way. But people were getting pissed. Like they were yelling at the late the workers and the workers were like kind of cheery. So that didn't really bother them. But and then of course being I guess are Ireland's in the EU. I think there is some difference in the fact that we still have to go through passport control. Are they in the Schengen? I don't remember what it was. There's some there's some reason why, despite them being one of the earlier members of the EU. And Belgium too. We could not go without going through customs. Where there's a bunch of other places where you like when we came back from Germany, there was no issue. When we came back from Italy, there was no issue. Yeah, so they are an EU country that is not in the Schengen area. The Schengen area is area of Europe where there's like free movement with, between people. So the the thing that that wasn't too bad. You get a passport check, no big deal. Get them stamped. But then we had to print out our boarding passes at the airport right right which, so they just took way longer which ryanair already doesn't have any attendance and then the couple people in front of us were just occupied by just like didn't speak the same languages and everything so it got it got a little dicey i know for us we like made it it was no big deal but other people almost missed their flights out right right it, well the, i don't know if you saw but this lady tried to go through with just a carry-on and she i'm not even kidding you she brought like a I don't even know what an example would be, but she, but she brought like seven times the amount of liquid you're supposed to bring in, mm-hmm. like through that's acceptable to bring on the plane. 
So the lady are going back and forth and arguing about how she needs to pick what she wants to throw out. Like she had a big bottle of shampoo, conditioner, like the stuff that's just so basic. Like, how do you not know this? Mm-hmm. And then eventually the lady was like, I, you have to pick whatever you want to throw out because you cannot take it all. And then like the people who she was with were trying to take it, you know, slide it into their bags instead. And everyone's like, no, no, no. You have so much. It's not like one extra bottle where you can pass it all. Mm-hmm. She had such an insane amount. I just don't know how you ever would, how would you ever think or need the fact that you have such a small bag? How, like, do you have any clothes in there or anything? I don't know how. Yeah. yeah it was silly. But the, the machines yeah. also were sensitive to like, like certain make. Uh, the girls were saying like certain things in makeup that they never, ever worry about. Probably like mascara and stuff. They were like counting as a liquid, which isn't bad, but then you get held up and it's all tight and people are groggy in the morning. And, and then the walk from security to our, our gate was the longest airport walk I've ever done. Yeah, they didn't have any of the cool walkways, too. Yeah, that was a shame. But, I always feel yeah. like a movie star on those. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned this, but when we were in the Berlin airport alone at like four in the morning, we just kept on going up and down and up and down on the walkways. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. But yeah, the, that whole airport experience was... I But I do, I will say, out of all the airports... They always let you through security, and then before you get to the gate, they make you go through like this whole maze of shopping. It's like such a, mm. it's so annoying. Like when we came back from Berlin, I wanted to get something in my system, and I walked up to get a pretzel from the airport, and it was like seven euros. Granted, I had just bought one for like thirty nine cents, like yeah, eight hours before. So I was so angry that I just refused to buy it. Mm. And then the can of Pringles, if you want a can of Pringles, it was five. And I just, I've never seen a Pringles can over like $2 in my life. So mm-hmm. they they make you so riled up going through security. And then they're like instantly hit you with this tunnel of commercialism that I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't know who decides to buy perfume in the airport. Like, well, who does Isn't that? it like tax free? St- I, I don't know what the taxing situation is. But the right of it is probably so crazy that why would you even? Well, I mean, it's, I don't know. Certainly. But when, isn't perfume like more of a long-term purchase? I guess I'm not, for a, certain I'm not people, a perfume guy, but yeah, I don't know. It was, well, a perfume bottle can last you like years and years. So why would you make it this decision to get a perfume bottle after being in the airport line for two hours? I just don't. Maybe because you can't bring the, it must be cheap. I don't, I don't know. There's like the duty free stuff for the, I don't know. Um, going back to Dublin though, one thing I just did remember when I said duty free, which like the, I went to, you did not, the Aaron sweater company type deal. It was just all these like hand sewn knit sweaters now, granted they were all like 80 euros and up but had we gone back i may have got like a 100 euro sweater they were so 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 nice like they were so nice that i remember my freshman year my ra was wearing a green sweater and i was like spencer like that's a really nice sweater it's like yeah i got it in dublin and i then when i walked in the store and i saw the one he was wearing it's like yeah it makes sense it was like 120 euros it's like the nicest sweater i've ever ever seen yeah anything else on dublin I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, I was only there for such a short. I was there for such a short amount of time in comparison to you, and the things you did alone. We already talked about. So, just cannot say it enough how much I enjoyed Dublin. Mm-hmm. I would go back. Uh, well, it's probably the easiest trip from United States, right? A lot of places are connecting in Dublin. Maybe that's why the security was so. I don't know. Right? Yeah, because I think so. I think you can go Stewart to Dublin. Maybe I don't think the prices are that extreme. So I know certain people I've talked to have, if they had to make a choice between going somewhere in 
mainland Europe or going to Dublin. They've chosen not to go to Dublin because the thinking is I can just fly back here later on in life. With that said, that might be a good idea, but I think just go to Dublin because it was a ton of fun. Yeah, that's fair. Do you want to talk about where we've what we've been doing in in uh, Belgium a little bit? Yeah, we could talk about a couple things. We have this. Well, we've described it before how the majors in the university have their own bars and events and stuff. So they have this huge carnival slash festival in the middle square of the city for the past. Well, not the past day, but like three days in the middle of the week. It was like five days. We yeah. just missed a couple And it was days. just because the, the economics major had like an election coming up. So this was just to make people aware of having an election. They must have spent their entire budget on this fair. I, w- I was told by the, the Flemish kids that it's like $500,000 worth of stuff. That I mean, I think the school pays for it. But like... McDonald's, they had like free McFlurries, they had free Lipton iced tea, free beer, free fries, free they had like a, everything. They, they had, had a silent disco, they had like a bowl you could ride, uh, a bunch of slides. It's like one of those like fair rides where it's like a pendulum and you're at the end of the pendulum and it swing, like spins and, but it's like right in front of the library. Yeah, it was really cool. We went twice. Did you go twice? I went twice. I went one time, but I got there just because everybody's like, holy cow, there's a fair and I had to do my, I had to go to class right afterwards. And then the next day I had a presentation, which I've already ranted to everybody here enough about having group partners here where it's different language, different cultures and different levels of actually involvement in classes. So I won't get into that now. Maybe at the very end of this all, when we reflect on our time, I'll talk about classes and my frustrations with all that. But uh, in terms of a school week, it was kind of a, it was, it was a frustrating school week for me. But then uh, my dorm, the American College, had a cantus. And given that we're called the American College, they call it the Americantus. It was American-themed. So I was hyping everybody in my hallway up. Like, you got, you guys better. I wrote in the group chat, I think, like, you guys better look more American than apple pie, F- baseball, and Ford F-150s. And I don't think they got that. But I might, did my neighbor, Tim, dress up, wore a baseball uniform. That was cool. Like, head to toe. Uh, I just wore red, white, and blue because I didn't come over here with, you know, a Colby Covington type fit. And it was just, it was just a tremendous time just getting to know all my Belgian friends here more. Uh, we've definitely become a lot closer playing spike ball, just throwing the Frisbee around, eating outside with them. And they've all been extremely nice from the get-go to me. So I know they said they were going to listen to the pod. I don't know if they do, but I really appreciate your friendship. So shout out to them. That reminds me, I had my, um, midterm interview for my teaching oh yeah which went really well and then i taught the kids about united States geography which i'm sure i've mentioned before but i actually made a quiz and made a presentation starting with 13 colonies all the way to you know our territories and 50 states and all that stuff so that's been going really well i got asked to do a presentation for a different class so i did that on thursday I taught a bunch of kids about high school in the united states uh, that was that was really fun too so next week i will be teaching more kids about prom homecoming you know gpa scale college mm. admissions all that stuff all that good all that good stuff and then afterwards will be the baseball unit i Let's asked go. them what i said was if i said the mets beat the braves in extra innings would you know what that meant and they all said no and then i said if i said i got a base hit do you know what that would mean and they were like no i have no clue so i have to start from ground zero with them mm. but that could be fun it'd be interesting to see that'd be a lot of fun i think there's a uh, 
an untapped market for them in terms of understanding other sports because i mean we didn't understand as much the european soccer stuff until we got i mean i knew what it was i knew how it worked but i didn't really fully understand it until i got here so i think that'll be valuable valuable for them to get your perspective on that all yeah i'm really excited and then yesterday we made it out to the flanders fields which were in ypres 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 belgium which is in flanders still right yeah it's closer to france it's really close to france kind of near dunkirk yeah there's a big uh or there's a famous poem called in the flanders fields yeah which is about like the poppy seed have you ever seen like they're called poppy flowers right i believe so yeah yeah the the, the popul- red the red ones the black center the yeah those ones. yeah that originates from the place we were in Ypres. Uh, it was really nice the museum did a really good job depicting world war one just brutal 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 stuff world war, yeah. i feel like world war ii we kind of find interesting and there's movies and adaptations all that stuff there's a lot of World War One movies, but the takeaway is always just like meat grinder, trench warfare, just like tear gas, dang, like flamethrowers. Yeah, it was awful. It was, there's a lot of things in that museum. It was just like, dang, this is. Thank God I am. Thank God I'm built. Built. I'm, I'm alive now than 100 years ago because the stuff that people had to go through. And also, you think back then, if you were to even survive that, the things you saw, you come back and you're obviously not the same what we know now about like PTSD and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. No one knew that. They just thought, they just call it like shell-shocked. shell-shocked or, or you're just psycho, crazy. Coward, I don't know. It's no, it, was, it was messed up. The museum was one of the better we've seen, I'd say. Uh, audio guide was all right. Yeah, audio You guide. did get these like, like silicone wristbands and you could like pick somebody to follow and you kind of track them on their adventure. Now, I thought this was going to be, you pick somebody off the map. I picked somebody from Newburgh. You also did. And I thought you kind of, Follow them a little bit more, but it was kind of just like they got drafted then and then they died then. And I was like, oh, kind of, they wish it kind of was a little more in depth of their story, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it did a good job. It just, I, like you said, you don't really hear as much about World War One because you hear so much about World War Two, but you really got to feel the devastation in the, in the room. And then we were supposed to go to, I mean, we call it Flanders Fields. We were supposed to go to the fields where there was trenches. And they must have found like some really underground bits of the trench that we were going to try to go to, but it was under construction and it was like the construction will be done at the end of April. So we just missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's places in France and closer to, or in other parts of Belgium where you can actually see trenches still maintained, but this is like a spot where we are told to go. And then we get there and there's just a big crane and, uh, excavator and yeah, it was so, Walked a while to see nothing, but I still had a really good time on the state trip. Yeah, so. we also, well, we did hit a bunch of the cemeteries, which were really fascinating. Uh, there was an exhibit. I don't know if a temporary exhibit, but it was definitely a different part of the museum that was talking about just like how the different countries approached building military cemeteries, their designs, architecture. A lot of the British ones are still in the area. And once they reach a certain number of graves, they get this one, like, kind of like a cross with a sword on it with an octagon base then once they reach another threshold they get this long like altar looking pillar thing so those were those were pretty neat and there was a lot of graves it was like known only to god unto god which when you i think when you think about an unmarked grave or like a, a grave when they don't know who it is that's just like when you actually like think about it more and more how sad that is that this person has a whole story and whole life and family and everything and then they don't get yeah labeled like 
I don't know. It's 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 a tough thought to think about. Uh, but overall, that trip was it was fun. We get out there with Liam and Peter, Loyola kids as well, and uh, it was just a great great little day trip. It was nice slower weekend for us, which was necessary. So yeah. we're going next week to Amsterdam, meeting up with mom's uh, friend. So that should be a really good time. We're gonna get mm-hmm. to see a bunch of cool things, do a, a bunch of cool things. So I'm really excited for that. Yep. And uh, my two friends, Alec and Peter, are coming this week. Just hang out, I think, Wednesday, Thursday. And they're going to be in Belgium on Friday, but we're going to be on our way to Amsterdam. So they'll probably have to do stuff without me. But potentially the Stella factory with them. And uh, Brentford, the soccer team from England, is playing a scrimmage here in Leuven against the Leuven team. So we're probably going to go to that on Wednesday morning. And last thing I'll add, I did get, I got a beer with Father Matthew, who is former rector of Zom at Notre Dame, priest in the you know congregation of, holy cross he is in leuven doing his phd and so father kevin who's my priest in residence back at dunn hall at notre dame put us in contact we went and got a beer together and chatted that was pretty cool it was a little odd drinking a beer with a priest but father matt was he was the man so it was great hanging out with him anything else to add (sighs) just besides his mustache just a huge man yeah no it's good good living out here Uh, i'm excited for the things to come Really happy we got to go out to Dublin and, yeah. and do a bunch of cool things. So It's a bit odd that some of our friends are home doing finals or about to go home. Oh, yeah. The, yeah the whole... Or the kids back in the U.S. are in reading days right now. Uh, it's reaching that point in the semester that I knew was going to be kind of tough for us watching everybody else at home. But Yeah, people are done, and now we're really ramping up ours. But That's hey. all right. That's Pros all right. and cons. Pros and cons. No big deal. Rather be here. I'd still rather be here. Oh, yeah. 100%. (laughs) Um, All right. Peace out, everyone. Peace out.